And welcome to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney, and Pioneers coming off a big weekend sweep on the road at Miami. It was, uh, well, for lack of a better term, just the most unbelievable comeback win for the Pioneers this season and, and maybe in a lot of seasons before this one as the Pioneers on Friday night came back from a two-goal deficit, tied it up and won it 5-4 in overtime. And uh, really, it was Cole Gutman, the hero, two goals and the assist on Mike Benning's uh, game winner in overtime. And joining me, head coach David Carl and uh, coach, uh, you know, your first game back for a while. And uh, what, an, what an unbelievable gut check, if you will, for the Pioneers to, to come out and win that game. Yeah, if we, uh, we didn't pull it out, I was maybe going to have to watch from the press box the next night um, <laughs> with, with my return and a, and a potential loss and let, let Ferg take over again. But, uh, no, very proud of our, uh, of our players, um, especially Cole. Um, you know, not his first time coming through in big moments for us. But, um, you know, I give our guys a lot of credit. They, they just, you know, they continue to stick with it. And, um, Brett Stapley, arguably with the, the play of the game, taking the coincidental penalty uh, to go four on four and then allows us to pull our goalie where, you know, we have a power play, but they can't ice it. Um, and we execute, we score on the four V or the five on four um, and then get the six on five unit out as well and did it all without a timeout too. So uh, yeah, give our guys a lot of credit. I mean, for a season that that's been, you know, so good in so many ways to have a, uh, an opportunity to, to win a really tight game on the road against a Miami team that, you know, obviously they haven't had the year that they want, but um, really played us tough all weekend long after being embarrassed the weekend before at St. Cloud. So I think we got their best and um, it was just, it was great for our guys to have to gut that out and win a one goal game. It's only at that time, it's only our third one goal game we had been in this year. So um, to be in that environment, you know, to win in the national tournament, to win in our league playoffs, you have to be comfortable in those moments and, and to execute and to get the result uh, in those big moments, I think, is a big confidence boost for our group. Well, yeah, and then, then the next night it comes out, it, it looks like you're off to a much better start. You're up two to nothing at the end of one. And then, uh, I'm sorry, at the beginning of the game, and then they tie it up early in the second period at 2-2. Two, two. And, and you're in a one-goal game all the way up until the empty netter at the end. Yeah. No, I mean, again, a good um, – I never felt like the game was in danger, um, you know, not to credit to our players. Um, you know, I outshot them significantly, but uh, they were they were opportunistic. A couple calls didn't go our way. Um, you know, they're high-sticking – goal doesn't get overturned our kicking motion goal does get overturned and disallowed so um again like as looking big picture i think all really good for the growth of our team to have to go through um you know some of those moments where things are happening that are out of our control and i thought we did a nice job we stayed focused throughout uh, didn't take a third period penalty um we're pretty relentless with our forecheck and our puck pressure and um ultimately allowed us to, to step up. Ryan Barrow, um, you know, puts one away off a great play by, uh, by Brett Stapley on an entry. And, and then McCade Webster had a really great night, uh, hit two posts and 
um, ends up getting rewarded with the empty netter on the five uh, v six situation. So, all in all, uh, five to six points on the road, uh, we'll definitely take it. Um, and again, excited about the moments we had to kind of get through, you know, on the scoreboard uh, where we were down and, and then we were tied um, and we, we come out with the victories. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about how important the pairwise rankings are. And and uh, I think I texted Ron during the game, uh, our media director, and basically said, hey, got to at least tie this game on Friday uh, because pairwise, I mean, Miami, uh, wow. I mean, they're bottom three, bottom four, the entire 59 or 60 team uh, national picture. And um, that's just, even though they are a conference team, that that's the kind of loss that can drop you, you know, from a number one seed in a regional, maybe to a number two seed at this point. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even the, even the tie, uh, you know, did a number on our, on our RPI number. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was from that standpoint, when you step back and you look at the results, um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a key, key moment to, uh, get the game tied up and, and get the extra pairwise points uh, in overtime, get the extra conference point. Um, I think we're, we're seeing how tight that race is uh, shaping up to be between us, North Dakota, um, Duluth and St. Cloud. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy that there's still five teams really within, within striking distance. Any one of us five are, are going to play on the road in, in the first round of our conference playoffs. So, with 10 games to go to have that kind of parity and the, you know, the top five teams is remarkable. And um, again, Miami, um, I thought they played really hard, executed their game plan very well, made it, made it challenging on us. Um, had a great student section both nights. And um, again, it was, it was great for us to be able to have success um, in that environment um, with some of the things that were, were not going our way on the weekend. Well, the Pioneers now 18 wins, five losses, and a tie. They are 11 and three in first place, and ahead uh, uh, of North Dakota, who's in second. Uh, this weekend's opponent, St. Cloud State, um, despite being 14, seven, and one, they, they're only six, five, and one in the conference. Um, but they have played two less games in the conference than all of the teams that are ahead of them. Yeah, um, um, yeah, obviously, I believe probably. And so, yeah, these are the makeup games from January, and um, you know, just just a, a really a really good hockey team um, that makes life hard on you in many different ways. Starting with uh, their offensive game and their power play, running north of thirty five percent, and um, so a real big challenge uh, for us in our hands. I mean, we. We felt like January, we, we navigated COVID, different things and, and adversity, but all in all, um, you know, it, it goes to a different level here in the next six games uh, with the, you know, premier teams in the country right now, three top 10 teams. And um, obviously our sole focus right now on St. Cloud, but team that went to the national championship game last year and uh, for the most part has everybody back. So um, real big measuring stick weekend uh, for us to see how we stack up and and what we can do against a, uh, one of the best teams in the country. 
John, before we jump uh, headfirst into uh, Friday and Saturday night at Magnus Arena against St. Cloud State, uh, a bunch of awards handed out this week. I mean, Sean Barons, your freshman defenseman, Colorado Avalanche draft pick, named today the NCHC Defenseman of the Week. Magnus Corona, the NCHC Goaltender of the Month. And then on uh, Friday night, Ryan Barrow, your graduate senior, 150th career game for Ryan Barrow. So a uh, couple of big moments there for your guys uh, this weekend. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, with team success comes individual success. And um, so that's a great, a great thing for, um, you know, for our players to see. And, and it's great that they get, you know, some individual accolades and get rewarded. But, you know, we feel like all of these things are, you know, we don't, we don't talk about them. We don't really celebrate them in the room, um, you know, because they're, you know, it's great for fans. It's great for uh, recognition for the individual, but um, it's definitely not where our, our focus and our mindset is uh, from a team perspective, but nice to see those guys get rewarded. I think Magnus certainly is really a, a team award, um, you know, for the body of the work in the month of January, we did not get scored on very much. He's a big part of that. But the way we're we're growing as a group, I think, is uh, is a huge part of that as well. And then, uh, yeah, Ryan Barrow. I mean, a guy we've we've talked lots about. Uh, 150 games, uh, great accomplishment for him. And you know, on pace, if if we can make it to uh, if we can make it to Boston, he's got an opportunity to break the the career games record. You know, for for a very historic program. So um, Ryan's just super reliable um there's nothing bad you can say about him and um fitting for him to get the game winner on uh, saturday night there in miami all right well we're with head coach david carl campus lounge coaches show we're going to step aside for a quick break come back and talk about st cloud state the defending championship finalists coming into town this friday and saturday night this is the Campus Lounge Coaches Show on ESPN Denver. We are back with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. DU head coach David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney. And also a uh, little bit of uh, business news, if you will. The NCAA announced that the Loveland Regional NCAA Tournament tickets went on sale. So that'll be the Loveland Regional March 24th. And 26th, they're going to be. There's going to be a day off now um, for the regionals, uh, for the semifinalists and the finalists. But hey, Loveland, depending on traffic, 45 minutes to an hour and a half away. So uh, come on up and uh, see the pioneers, who of course are guaranteed to go to the regional um, should they be selected to the national tournament. And quite frankly, David, not to get cocky, but at 18-5-1 and one in a number three national ranking, I'm confident you're going to be in Loveland. Well, we appreciate that confidence, Shay. Um, I am also confident, but uh, we, we will, as a coach, focus one week at a time. But we are very excited. One, uh, one, yeah, one shift at a time, I think. One shift oh, for you. Yeah. Media we can make it smaller. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah, go one shift. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's smart. so yeah, so that is a little business news. The NCAA finally uh said those tickets are available. You can go to ncaa.com and uh, you know, get your tickets uh for the pioneers. And um, other news 
The Pioneers have St. Cloud State on that makeup coming into town Friday and Saturday night. You heard the coach say how unbelievably good this power play they have. I mean, here we are February 1st. They are at a 38% clip, which is rarefied error for a power play at just about any time in the season. But come February, that is that is unbelievably elite to be playing at that level. No, it is. And, um, and real quickly, just on the, uh, on the Loveland regional, um, we are confident we will be there, um, in the position, uh, we're in, but, you know, I think for, for us, we're, we're, we're really excited to get up there. Uh, two years ago when COVID shut the world down, we were, uh, fifth in the pairwise at the time, uh, going into our league playoffs and, and we were hosting in Loveland. And I believe, upwards of 90% of tickets have been sold. It's going to be our first opportunity in a very long, probably since the old 304 season um, that we played an NCAA tournament game in the state of Colorado. And um, yeah, really that was down in Springs, to right? That's, that's not exactly a home game. No, no, it was a world arena. And uh, that was the, the infamous, uh, well, the famous, I should say, uh, Adam Burkle, I believe he shut him out, didn't he? Was it 2-1 or was it 1-0? One 1-0. Nothing. One nothing uh, I think it was uh, Luke Fulgham redirected Max Bull's shot or vice versa. Yeah. And that was a North Dakota team just loaded. 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 Zach yeah. Parisi, Matt Green, you know, and just so uh, – Bochensky. I mean, they, they were truly a loaded team that owned the Pioneers that year um, and and – Adam Burkle, I think, had 53 saves and a shutout. Yeah. And, uh, well, Steve Miller and uh, Guaz, heck of a coaching job. I believe the turning point of that season was the tie in Grand At Forks, North Dakota. At North Dakota. Um, that kind of got them, got them on their second half run there. Um, but anyways, back to, to Loveland, I mean – we you know we host and aren't aren't able to uh, not selected to make the tournament so this feels like a long time coming um, we've been planning this you know since probably 2016 2017 so we're really looking forward to to playing NCAA tournament hockey in front of our uh, great fans so uh, but then yeah back to St Cloud the other power play I didn't know it was 38 um, I knew it was north of 30 35 but um, just so many weapons. Um, you know, and uh, can attack you in different ways. Both units are exceptional, uh, really a 1A, 1B type situation, I would say, um, similar to us, but, you know, they're they're north of, you know, 13% better clip than even we are or so, and we're fourth or fifth in the country on the power play. So it's it's a wide margin between them and in uh, the next grouping. So uh, it reminds me of Arizona need... State when you guys were playing Arizona State and they were at some, that's all they scored were power play goals. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, no, we, we obviously uh, we need to stay out of the penalty box and um, and keep them on their heels uh, and playing five on five will be good for us over the weekend. Well, yeah, yeah, you don't want to take advantage of this type of situation, but it's just the reality of, of the world right now, and that is their head coach, Brett Larson, as, as well as senior forward Sam Henges and NCHC player of the month, Nick Perbix, they're all going to be on the U.S. Olympic team and, and they're going to miss this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, very circumstantial. Um, one of those things that, um, 
obviously we we get a break um, in a good way and uh, we're definitely not boasting about it but we're not complaining about it either and um, you know I think what makes St. Cloud though uh, so good is is obviously their depth we, we talked a little bit about it they have everybody back essentially from last year's uh, national championship game appearance team and um, you know a team that, that really has the depth to handle um, you know a couple of players being gone so still going to be a very big challenge for us um, one that we're, we're very much looking forward to and um, you know we as good as our home record's been this year uh, there's been few I think you know rivalry type uh, games that our that our fans have been able to get to enjoy and um, I think this is certainly one of them with with a top 10 matchup and um, a team that we've played in significant games here in the last number of years. So uh, very excited for Magnus to be sold out and impact and, and receive that support um, as we've been so fortunate to get this year at home and, and, and have been great at home this year. So it's going to be a fun weekend of hockey, two of the top scoring offenses in the country, two of the top power plays in the country. Um, should be a very entertaining weekend. You know, and, and... I want to use the term surprise because you can never be surprised when North Dakota beats anybody, especially at home. But little surprise coming off what St. Cloud State had done the weekend before that they lose that first night seven to one at Grand Forks, especially having their entire team, you know, pretty much ready to go at North Dakota. They came back on Saturday, led it three to one and eventually finish in a three, three tie. But um you know, and lose the extra point in overtime. But a um, little surprised to see what North Dakota was able to do to them. What sort of things, when you watch the film, do you think you guys can can replicate against St. Cloud? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the weekend's a little bit uh, for going back to the St. Cloud Miami weekend, right? I mean, we're those are our last, our last opponent and our next opponent. And um, when you evaluate that your team's off the weekend, it's college athletics. I think it's human nature. Um, Miami comes out exceptionally hard, uh, playing with a lot of pride, um, you know, almost beats us. Um, and St. Cloud State comes out probably feeling pretty good about themselves, but a little bit uh, maybe their egos inflated. And, and uh, you know, North Dakota's coming off a four-game losing streak. So it's just – it's it's so interesting to watch when, you know, you get teams at different times and what kind of runs they're on and, um, you know, St. Cloud to go in there and, uh, and lose on Friday, not surprising just when you talk about the circumstances, but seven, one, I mean, that's a lot. And, um, and they respond on Saturday night and, and play, you know, a much tighter hockey game. But, you know, I think North Dakota for, for me, I mean, we haven't seen them in a long time. They swept us and, uh, early in the year, uh, hopefully we get an opportunity to play them again, um, you know, at some point here in our league playoffs, but, um, you know, just very tight checking, not a lot of penalties. Um, it's not rocket science. I mean, St. Cloud's a very good offensive team. They're very good on the power play. You have to try and limit their chances and, and limit their, their opportunities to go on the man up. So, um, yeah, that's what North Dakota did. They just look very disciplined and focused um throughout the weekend and it, it made life pretty uncomfortable for St. Cloud who had you know truth be told come off a pretty easy weekend uh winning 19 to 1 on the two games against Miami so um we'd expect St. Cloud to have a great week of practice and come in here um 
you know, ready to go and ready to compete, you know, without with losing people that can, that can spur teams on as well. So um, them not having perfect engines and in their head coach, uh, I think it can go in a, in an inspirational way as well. And um, we expect a, like I said, a really good competitive weekend of hockey um, here starting Friday night. And going back to your team, um, you know, obviously getting so much offensive balance, uh, I want to say from three or four lines, but you're getting goals from your fourth line as well. Um, what do you want to see this weekend, um, especially offensively, that, that maybe you didn't see last weekend against Miami? Yeah, not to uh, flip the question on you, but I mean, truthfully, it's more defensively with with how good the St. Cloud team is. And um, we've had the puck a lot um, in the eight games in January. And St. Cloud is similar to us, our puck possession team. And we're going to have to be comfortable and confident and on our toes with our puck pressure and defending. And I think that will, if we can do that well, it'll lead to us being able to, to have the puck a lot and um, do what we do offensively. I think if there's one thing to answer your question, um, offensively, it's, you know, Friday night, we did not do a very good job getting to the net front. Um, Saturday, we did a, a better job, but still room for, for improvement in that. And so that's um, certainly something that, that we're talking about to win games this time of year. You have to check well, you have to score some dirty goals and you got to win the special teams battle. And so those are all um, areas of focus for us that so we're going to get pushed to a different level, which is great for us um, this weekend against St. Cloud. Well, this is going to be a fun one. Hey, the next two weekends, you got St. Cloud State, then you got Minnesota Duluth coming to town, and it's February, and it, it's time to jump on Pioneer Hockey. No, absolutely. We look forward to having, uh, like I said, the next four games. We have five home games left um, and the next four big ones, and uh, we look forward to having, again, a sold-out Magnus place that we we played very well this year and looking forward to playing in front of our home fans. All right, Coach. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time, and uh, I will talk to you on Friday. Thank you, Jay. Have a good week. All right, you too. This has been the uh, Campus Lounge Coaches Show with Denver Head Coach David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney, and we will talk to you soon.